everybody, and welcome to the Heritage Market Update for the first quarter of 2020. My name is Mike DiCepoli, and I thank you for tuning in to this video. We know your time is valuable, so we want to make sure this video brings value to you. So my goal today in this video is to address a couple things. Number one, we're going to talk about the market performance for 2019, recap the year that was. We'll give you a quick update on the economy where we see strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities. We'll give you a few things that we have our eyes on as potential risks to the markets. And then, of course, we'll talk strategy, how we plan to build our portfolios to mirror the strength we see in the economy as we invest in 2020. So let's get right to it. Markets last year had a very robust year with big returns in the growth areas of the market. Uh, we see returns in the markets from 23 to 30 percent, depending on what particular index you follow. Dow Jones, S&P 500, NASDAQ, all showing robust gains last year. So what contributed to the gains in 2019? We continue to see incredible strength in the U.S. consumer. It is our core belief that most economic growth is driven by the U.S. consumer and the healthier that the U.S. consumer is financially and the more confident they feel about their financial prospects for the future, they will facilitate money into the economy through spending. And this was very evident when we looked at the 2019 holiday spending season. We saw an increase in spending of 18.4% over the previous year. So another new record this year in holiday spending. And a lot of that data shows up in the Black Fridays and the Cyber Mondays and the period surrounding those times. So again, a very strong and healthy U.S. consumer financially. And we saw a lot of gains in the technology sector as those companies continue to innovate and grow faster than the rest of the market. Speaking of the economy as a whole, let's do a quick update on where we see the economy. We continue to see record low unemployment with the unemployment rate now at 3.5%. We think obviously it is important we have a robust jobs market to continue to keep the economic expansion going. Another thing we saw last year that we like is wage growth has come in above the trend line for two consecutive years. So that tells us Americans' paychecks are growing. They're growing faster than they have in the past. And this is very important because, of course, bigger paychecks are good. But we want to make sure those paychecks are growing at a rate faster than inflation. Right. So we have more purchasing power. Again, this feeds the narrative of a strong U.S. consumer facilitating money into the economy through discretionary spending. For the first time in a long time, we can say this year that we expect a very stable interest rate environment. The Federal Reserve has been pretty clear about their intentions for 2020, that they don't see any interest rate changes on the horizon. And this is good because it helps consumers plan better. If there's somebody who's in the market for a new home, maybe looking at a mortgage, buying a new car, getting some sort of financing, the rates had been moving a lot in the past and it left a lot of people unsure about the direction of where things would go, which could cause an activity in the real estate market. So rates look appear to be stable. They're at a low rate, which should be stimulative for the economy. And we see that as a benefit. And then of course, like I said before, we do see consumer spending up and continuing to increase. So as long as the employment statistics stay strong, the wages continue to grow. We think the U.S. consumer story of being strong and financially fit is intact. Of course, a few things we're keeping our eyes on is potential risks to the market. Now, the first that you've heard us speak about for quite some time is the U.S. and China trade dispute. It appears we've reached a level right now where tensions have de-escalated. They've signed, or they're about to sign, excuse me, they've agreed to the phase one version of the trade deal, which addresses some of the major points of negotiation, but obviously they'll move on to phase two. And there's likely to be some volatility in the markets as news starts to break around those events. But all in all, the market appears to be pretty content with what it sees so far in those negotiations. The second thing we're watching, and this popped up more recently, is the escalation of tensions with Iran. 
between the U.S. and Iran. We had some military strikes over the last week. We took out a uh, known terrorist uh, in Iran. Obviously, they responded by shooting some missiles at one of our bases in Iraq. No U.S. casualties, thank goodness, and it appears the situation has de-escalated at this time. Uh, the markets didn't react much to this event, but again, fluid situation, something we want to monitor. This is not something that we're going to reposition portfolios in, in anticipation of, uh, because the past tells us that if we end up in a full-scale war, uh, market performance has actually been positive through some uh, previous wars, but that's a conversation for another day. Now, how do we plan to position our strategy to take advantage of the trends we see in 2020? Like I said before, we continue to expect technology to outperform the broader market. That's been a key cog in our portfolio for some time, and we continue to expect that to be the case in 2020. Another area we see uh, strength in the markets right now is in the financial sector. Okay, Talking about that stable interest rate environment that I just mentioned, this finally gives banks some pricing power to make a little bit more money, higher level of profits than they have in years past, really not knowing where interest rates are going to go. So we see strength in financials and technology in the U.S., as well as broadly, when we look at the global scale, uh, the global landscape, we think the U.S. still is the best place to invest. We think it's the uh, most biggest growth opportunity, if you will. Uh, Europe and some of the other areas around the world are improving financially, but we still see that they have some issues to deal with. Uh, so we prefer to focus our portfolios on U.S.-based companies, small, mid, large cap areas, financials, technology, and of course, some individual stock selection that we think will add value to the portfolio. So we hope this brought value to you. Our goal, again, to share our thoughts, to give you that level of transparency on what we think, what we're seeing, and how we plan to take advantage of this uh, in our portfolio strategy. So if you have any questions, we always encourage you to reach out to us if you want to set up an individual strategy session so we can review in more detail. We are always happy to do that. I thank you for your time today. Thank you for tuning in and reach out to us if you have any questions. Have a great day.